Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Maggie Hewitt. And I'm in a very mellow mood today. Yeah, I'm getting mellow just looking at you. <laughs> you know, I think what it is, is usually when we record on Fridays, I don't get up early enough to like go to the gym and work out. But uh-huh. because we're recording a little early or a little later today. Yeah, I, just a little. Just a little. But it, that half hour made all the difference of me being like, okay, I, I can go to the gym. I have time to do this and yeah. read. And also like, to be honest... I'm less and less comprehensive reading every single Goop article because I can sometimes tell ones that we're not going to want to talk about that are I so I mean, boring. come so. on. we're I've been skimming this shit yeah. for years. We've I mean, been, like, we read it, but we don't read it, read it. Yeah, yeah. And some, I mean, and those articles, I swear to God, some of them are getting longer and longer. Some of them are so long. Like, what the hell do they want from us? Like, it's like the, it's like, you know, the New Yorker, the articles sometimes will be like 100,000 words or something, and you're just never going to finish them. Yeah. I feel like Goop is getting there. It's like the new, I think, I'm sure it's longer if you printed it all out. That's really scary. It might be. It might be, yeah. But if it might we're not reading be, not the sure. equivalent of, the New Yorker every week, but just wow, just but just bullshit. Garbage. That's yeah. so sad. Anyway, um, so when I walked in, I saw you had a new cookbook on your mantle. Yeah, I do have a new cookbook on my mantle. Um, you know, I was gonna save this for oh, Patreon, we... oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but I'll go ahead do and just talk excerpt, about it yeah. here. Um, I got a cookbook called Sakara Life. So, okay, I'm not on a diet. 2019, no diets for me, but. I, I think that this thing is more New York. I don't know. Maybe people here know about it. I'd never really heard of it. It's like a food delivery service, and it's called Sakara. I never heard of it. And they make, like, really healthy, like, mostly vegan, like, plant-based food. And uh, it's, like, for the working gal who doesn't want to – who, like, wants to eat clean but doesn't want to do it herself. So they do, like – for some ungodly amount of money, like a thousand dollars for a week or something, they give you like all your meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it's like, they deliver it in a box and it's really pretty. And it's like all in these like separate containers and it's all these fun, um, these fun recipes and stuff. Do they deliver the whole week's worth in one I think shot it's or like, like every day? I think you get like a couple a day. Okay. Like, I, like, I think you get like, on Monday, you get like Monday and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or something. And then they, there's another one. I don't know. So because it's all fresh and it's all like organic mm. and whatever. So clearly can't afford it. But my friend called me and was like, oh, I'm doing this diet. I talked about this last week and I got immediately really jealous. And I was like, I need this. And um, because, you know, I feel like in general, all diets, it seems like they can be into two different categories. They're either high carb, low fat, or uh, 
or low carb, high protein. Those are like basically the two yeah, that yeah, I've yeah. seen. And like, like keto is like no carb, high fat, but it's also like, I guess, moderate protein. So I guess that's the one that's indifferent, but I think it's like a little bit, it's definitely closer to like paleo than like a vegan diet. For sure. Um, so anyway, uh, I wanted to try, I've always kind of gravitated more towards the like low protein, high carb, low fat diets. Like I just feel better when I'm eating like that. I, I like the food more. It's like definitely less animal like products in general. I mean, obviously it's like usually vegan or like very close to vegan. Um, and I always feel like I have energy and I just, I always feel like it's more plant focused and I just like, I hate when you're trying to eat healthy and it's like so meat heavy because it feels so just gross and there's just so much old meat in my fridge all the time and like pulling some old shitty like chicken breast out of your fridge and like microwaving it and it gets all gross. Like it's just depressing to me as opposed to just like, I'm just eating like kale a lot. Like that's good to me. Anyway. That's basically what this thing is. So again, not a diet because I am not on a diet, but I did decide I wanted to clean up my eating habits a little bit. So I'm sort of following the principles of Saqqara and I have the Saqqara cookbook, which is called Eat Clean, Play Dirty. And these are the recipes that they would ostensibly make for you and deliver to your house? Yeah, you basically. I, you'd be paying, well, thousands. Thousands, yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, but this is like, you know, 20 bucks on Amazon. And then I went grocery shopping yesterday and it cost like $50, which was like not too bad That's at all. That's great for like a, I mean, not that this is a diet or a cleanse, but like for one of those grocery trips where you have to buy like new ingredients. Well, yeah. Cause I didn't also like, yeah. I was very careful. Also, first of all, my kitchen is like pretty well stocked with bullshit. Like I have a lot of crap. Yeah. We've and been doing this for long enough. I've been doing it for long enough. I've got tapioca flour. I've yeah. got, you know, I have the shit unfortunately, but also, um, I, like skipped all those so they do have recipes for like a banana bread that has like 45 different types of flour in it and almond flour which I have tapioca flour which I have other (laughs) flours that I don't have and don't want to buy like weird stuff like lentil shit in it I don't even know and I was like I'm not gonna go and spend a hundred dollars on different types of grains right now I have hundreds of dollars of grains (laughs) currently and I'm just not gonna do it so I just kind of went through and found recipes where it's like really normal stuff like I made a salad yesterday that was like kale cucumber mango uh forbidden rice or black rice which like you can get at Trader Joe's and like wild rice basically and um like jalapenos and tahini dressing like super simple and I had every I had the tahini and I just had to go and buy like the vegetables which like not a big deal so uh I'm just sort of like folk I'm just sort of trying to like eat like more intentionally I guess is what I'm doing not being on a diet (laughs) I'm just trying to do that moderate the drinking haven't been drinking so much this week you're still getting blazed I'm getting a little (laughs) but not like I not I'm not like staying up all night like smoking weed and drinking and eating food (laughs) I mean I'm like we'll have like um like a like I'll have like one little candy when I get home from work just to sort of like get take through the then off, take yeah. the edge off and then maybe right before I go to bed I'll do the nighttime one okay. like I'll just like take like one hit from the little nighttime one so it's not like Sounds major good. just a little bit of pm relaxation yeah um speaking of what low low carb high fat or this is the opposite of what you're doing yeah I was at um, I, I don't know if it's just an LA chain veggie grill or if I that's love all. veggie grill. It's, I think it's just an LA. Oh man. They have a new thing. And I was there for lunch yesterday. It's, um, like a bulgogi beef bowl, uh, oh, that's that low carb. Good. So it has like cauliflower rice mm-hmm. and like jalapenos and they just give you a ton of, I don't know what the fake beef is made out of, but it's, is really, it like impossible or no, it's like strips. It, it, it tastes oh, like it's a like soy. Tempe- yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, it's, yeah. Well, yeah, it's sort of, it tastes more like, um, yeah, like a textured tofu okay. almost. But man, it was good. And it wasn't like a huge portion. So I thought, oh, I'm not going to be like full after I ate this. But I think there was enough protein in it that it was satisfying. You know what? My theory is that like women, I mean, this might be sexist and I might be wrong. It's just like it. I believe women do better with high carb, low fat and men do better with low carb, high protein yeah. or I, that's just like what I feel like just from like basically my research is 
me and you dieting together a lot and also just like I mean, I this sounds really crazy, but it's like when you're eating like a bunch of salads and just sort of like veggies and kind of like making weird like tacos and stuff and you're just packing it and you're thinking like, I'm going to be abundant with kale or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's a very feminine vibe no. as and opposed I, to being like, I need a steak. steak. Yeah. But like, I love all that stuff too. Like I love big salads, but I need, if I don't have like a bunch of protein on it, I know I'm just going to be hungry. In like yeah. Um, I guess no a lot of women like, are like that too though, but um but yeah this was a very masculine protein bowl thank you yeah cool <laughs> uh because i was in torrance watching a movie which oh they have is, veggie grill in torrance they do or rolling hills i don't know where it was the last time i went to i went to veggie grill recently too when i got the chicken nachos everything Ooh. there is vegan just like oh, yeah, yeah it's just, like it's all yeah. fakes whatever yeah. but damn that was they I've were never really good oh, i wish there was one okay this is very local the the closest one to my house, and I guess it's really close to your place, is the one in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But they, if I wanted to get it on, I forget if it's Postmates or Caviar or something. It's like six dollars delivery. Yeah. Um, I wish there was one closer to me. I only eat it when I go to. This is even more local. When I go to the movies at the Sunset Five, because there's one downstairs. There's one at the Sunset Five. There's one at the ArcLight. Yeah. And then there's one at this AMC in Torrance that I went to. They're all. Yesterday. They're all my movie, movie theaters. theaters. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder if like. Hmm. I guess maybe that's smart because people are like, well, let's just go to Veggie Grill after the movie or before the movie. Because if you're going to eat like candy and popcorn and stuff during the movie. It's like kind of healthy, but it's pretty good. And And it's like not actually healthy. It's like really basically like fast food. And I'm so crazy too. Like I hate being hungry. Like I can't focus on anything if I'm hungry. So Mm -hmm. I need to like, I always eat something right before I go see a movie because even those two hours, I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get hungry and then not going to be able to pay attention to the movie. Well, do you get a snack for the movie? Usually not. Like sometimes I'll get popcorn. I don't. Like candy, I like candy, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna really satisfy me. I need like, like I said, like a protein, and I'm not gonna buy like twelve dollar beef jerky at a movie, which is insane. One time I went to the movies, and by one time I mean like a couple months ago or possibly weeks. Um, I nanny, obviously I've talked about that here, but like I took him to the movies and I was so hungry I didn't eat yet, and Ooh. I got um a hot dog. I almost got a hot dog the other day at a movie. It um, was so good. Was it? Yeah, I actually. John and I went ugh, to see Shazam. Don't see it. It's terrible. I don't know why you went to see it. I don't it. know why What I were you it. expecting? I, I don't know what you I was expecting. You knew you weren't going to like it. I knew I wasn't going to like it. It was just one of those movies. I don't know why. Anyway. That was my Brian. I made him go see it by himself. Ugh, and I'm also doing smart. the same with Hellboy. I'm not. I'm, he's seeing Hellboy tonight. And I said, what? go by yourself. I refuse to see Hellboy. Um, I'm seeing the Aretha Franklin documentary tonight. Uh, concert mm-hmm. footage but anyway I was hungry so we got nachos before the movie or at the movie yeah not movie theater nachos are yeah. so good I also oh my god whatever I'm not gonna get into this there is a sec there is a second run like really shitty movie theater that we go to where it's like a dollar to go see a movie in the valley and I always get like hot dogs and nachos at that one too but Sounds that's great. that's like when I'm being like dirty <laughs> down and dirty <laughs> um what else? Oh, yeah. I tried to find like good Gwyneth gossip this week and there wasn't much of it. I did you find anything? Did a Google search because we were talking about Gwyneth Paltrow movies because yeah, you may yeah. remember she actually was an <laughs> actress before she did this. Um, and so I just like was looking at all of her old movies and like her earliest credits. And I found out that she was in a TV movie about a guy who was like obsessed with his daughters and like made them both kill their husbands. Really? Yeah, and I found a clip from it online and it was called like something. Hang on, let me look it up. Um, it was called Deadly Relations. And it was a TV movie? Yeah, an obsessive father, Robert Urich. Do you know who that is? That name sounds familiar, but... Turns to murder and insurance scams when his daughters take control of their own lives. And I'm dying to see it. And I found a clip from it online and she's very young. And it's like her like like jumping around in a babbling brook and like flirting with the guy who I guess is going to become her husband. And she's like, I would just love to be in nature. I would never want to live in the city. And even in that, like she's so radiant. Uh, we have to find it stream. It might, maybe it's streaming somewhere. We must find it. Maybe it'll be on Disney Plus when it comes out. Oh, I know. We're getting it. Are you? Uh, we haven't talked about it in our household. <laughs> well, we, I was forced into the conversation. <laughs> uh, I did just get the Criterion channel, so I don't know that we have the extra six ninety nine. If John wants it, we'll get it. 
I mean, Brian obviously wants it because yeah. he wants to watch all those Marvel movies um, or whatever Marvel. He's excited about the Marvel shows. <laughs> As is most of the world. <sighs> um, so, oh, so I thought that I had discovered a new movie that Gwyneth was in that's not Avengers mm-hmm. because I listened to this movie podcast and they talk about like all the movies that come out every week and they made a mistake and said Gwyneth was in the movie and then it turns out <gasps> she's not. She's not. Uh, so the movie. Fake news. The movie's called The Chaperone and it's written by the guy that uh, wrote and directed Downton Abbey and Ugh. it's about um, Louise Brooks who was like a silent movie star. Yeah. Um, with and Haley Lou Richardson, who's a good young actress, plays Louise Brooks, and then Elizabeth McGovern from Downton Abbey plays, I guess, the chaperone. Uh, and then at the end of the review, they're like, "Oh, and Gwyneth Paltrow's also in it." And I was like, "What?" And then I looked on IMDb, and they were wrong. It's Blythe Danner. So oh got- my god. <laughs> You should unsubscribe. I, I mean, that's a huge mistake. <laughs> that, it's like rude to everyone, uh, and it's especially like, me, because I was like gonna go to like drive to Pasadena to watch this movie that no one likes. Well, then, you should still go see it. It sounds good, and Blythe Danner is, I think, great. a big selling point. No, actually, totally. I just don't know. I mean, I assume because it was written by Downton Abbey guy, it's probably will be on PBS rather soon. Yeah, so I don't know that I'm gonna like make the like rush to really only, it sounds i think it's like, only playing in pasadena it's, i'm honestly shocked i thought you would be like i can't make it to the podcast today i have to go and watch <laughs> i mean this movie. We'll, we'll see what next week looks like for me so yeah uh, i want to see it it sounds good i love louise brooks and i love Silent that's Lewis. true i do i like all that stuff it just it, it's not supposed to be very good i fucking hate downton abbey i do too and i keep seeing the trailer for that new downton abbey movie and it looks so bad i'm not gonna see it no, it's like that. i don't care i'm like I don't want to see a movie about how like benevolent the fucking landed gentry was in England. I'm sorry. Oh, I, don't I don't give a, a fuck about that. <laughs> oh, I do because I'm like the I'm like English trash. Sure. So I'm just like when I watch it, I think that people in America watch it and they're like, oh, I'm like the queen or like I'm like <laughs> one of these fancy people. But it's like, first of all, no, you wouldn't be. Otherwise, you wouldn't have come to America. Secondly, my I know exactly that like my like my great grandmother like literally was a maid in one of those houses. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to. It's I don't. And they weren't nice. They just make them seem nice in, on TV. I'm sure they were terrible. They were horrible. Do you do you watch The Crown? Uh, I don't watch The Crown. Although I did, I love The Crown because I also am an, I also hate the royal family. But I did um, really like the movie that was written by that same guy, the Queen, oh, the which Queen. is like basically yeah, the exact the same, same thing. thing. Um, but I'm just like, eh. um, yeah. I I don't know. I like some of that stuff. Downton Abbey. It just got so drawn out and so boring. Um, what else? Oh, there was one little piece of gossip, which is totally not true. So I probably shouldn't even be spreading it. But fuck it. There's nothing else to talk about today. Um, Radar Online, which is probably about the same prestige as like National Enquirer. Maybe even worse. I would say, to me, I would say better. Maybe, be- but it's not TMZ. Like, it's not, because TMZ is, like, trashy, but it's right. It's news. I would put it at, like, Us Weekly. Oh, you think? I feel yeah. like Radar, you can just, like, call in with a tip and they'll publish it. But maybe not. I don't oh, know. Oh, I see. Um, But anyway, they claimed that Gwyneth and her new husband, Brad Falchek, were out in front of this restaurant called Nightshade um, in the <laughs> arts, which, that's a whole other thing. That's funny. Yeah, but there's a new restaurant. Um, if you guys watch Top Chef, uh, May, who was on a couple seasons ago from Top Chef, she has this new restaurant called Nightshade. It's in, in the arts district in LA. Gwyneth and Brad were out front, apparently in a screaming match. I um, don't believe it. I don't believe it either, because then uh, People.com the next day released this whole thing saying it wasn't true, which is, I mean, I'm sure Gwyneth and Brad's people have people on speed dial. People is the magazine of record. For celebrity gossip, yeah, I but think. to shape the celebrities, that's fine. Yeah. I don't care. It's like Britney's people, we don't have to get into Britney Spears right now, but she's basically being held against her will and by um, whom? Her family. Oh yeah, and that's uh, all. and people. I thought this. Was, I thought there was something. New. Oh yeah, people comes out with these puff pieces about how great her family is. Fuck them. I don't know, but I don't believe Radar either. I don't. I think maybe they had some heated words. Maybe they were just in an animated conversation. I think they would not be dumb enough to like get in a screaming match outside of. Nightshade. I mean, I feel like Nightshade says it all. I mean, and if she did get in a screaming match, you can't hold her responsible for what she does when she's around Nightshades. No, Which exactly. I assume they sell there. Well, it must be all eggplants, all tomatoes. I wonder, Zucchini, is Stephen Gundry, is their, is their relationship... 
totally um, broken now that she's going to a restaurant called Nightshade. Or maybe like he Brad wanted to go and she got out of the car and saw the sign and said like, how dare <laughs> you take me here? And that was what the fight was about. Possibly. I don't know. Uh, I think we need to go for our next field trip and then have a screaming match outside. Oh, we'll fight. We'll fight. If we, we have too much ratatouille, we get Absolutely. fired up. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's it. There was, it was yeah. boring um, this week. Yeah. Uh, should we go into the newsletters? Yeah, I guess we should just go into the newsletters. What was your best? Oh, well, my best, I actually posted about it on Instagram on in our stories. I couldn't believe it. They published an article called why some the why vaccines and herd immunity protect our children and our communities or like our family and our mm. communities or something. I was like I can't believe my own eyes. When I opened the article, it's not in front of me. It had a new icon I'd never seen, which was like rigorously tested. Like this is substantiated by every like serious scientist that you will come across basically. Yeah, I think I feel like that this icon has been used maybe like once before. Yeah. If that. But yeah. Uh, but was, I mean, they, they this, don't publish a lot of things that they could use it. For no, because there was another there's another one that's like scientific consensus or something. But it's it's like there's not one that's the same. like a little bit more like okay so speculative but promising means absolutely untrue. Yeah. Um, then what's the one above it again? I can't keep them straight. There's ancient modality, which is below. That's below speculative. Yeah. <laughs> and then and there's then like just for fun. Just for fun is also below ancient modality. There, yeah, and then there's the one above it, which is like sci- that is like it's like. It is like tested, tested by science. Oh, tested by science. But that doesn't mean any. That means no. like tested by like maybe like some guy just like did a little like experiment on himself but yeah this one i mean this is my best of the week too uh well this is sort of like taylor swift coming out for like a democratic candidate in 2016 or right something. where it's like a little too little too, too late a little maybe? too late but it's like also like we also always sort of knew that like they weren't anti-vax but they weren't they didn't take a hard enough line against the anti-vaxxers and also the problem is that they have given a lot of um they've like given a big platform to a lot of people who are like we got in a fight with will cole on twitter about it because he said that he wasn't an anti-vaxxer well he published an article saying that um you know a vac- vaccines the amount of vaccines you get when you're so young act as a stress test on your body to see if you can handle the all the um I don't know, whatever the hell is in, not the vaccines themselves, but just what's in the the vaccines or whatever, which is just, you know, still stirring up this controversy and this fear about vaccines, which are very important for the safety of everyone. And yeah, in the past, they'd given a plot. They've never like explicitly um, been anti-vax or given people a platform to espouse anti-vax views. But a lot of the people amongst the things that they talk about on goop they also if you dive into their stuff are anti-vax or sometimes people call uh themselves for safe vaccines which, which is, is a code word n- a new way of saying it anti- yeah. because the thing is as they say in this article the idea that vaccines are unsafe has been completely discredited so there was like this paper that was written in the 90s that basically said vaccines cause autism that was like a complete hoax completely discredited and then so many people had already sort of like hung their hat on the idea that vaccines are dangerous, that they sort of distanced themselves from that, but found these new ways to continue pe- continue like the fear around vaccines. And so that's why you get the things like safe vaccines or like stress tests or whatever, all this other shit about like what it could, what vaccines could do to you. And so for them to publish this, I was like actually surprised because I think it would alienate a lot of their readers and some and a lot of their contributors, too. Yeah, I want I mean, I wonder, like, first of all, I bet a lot of because Goop probably does have a fair amount of viewers and readers that are anti-vax. And we might as we might have people that listen to this podcast that are anti-vax. I don't know. You guys shouldn't be anti-vax. Yeah. But, um, and I, I don't think there are very many people like us that <laughs> read the new like articles every week, but maybe there are. I don't know. Um, but I think this is a, a signal, at least, that, you know, they are getting bigger. They have this Netflix deal. Um, they're, I mean, they're not a publicly traded company, but they're sort of leaning that you feel like in the future, they're, they <laughs> I think they be. would like to be. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know that they're going to have, I mean, they, they started. They're cleaning up their act yeah, a little they, bit. They, they, they started having the, um, 
little things at the end of each article saying, you know, this is not a replacement for seeing a doctor. Well, they also got sued. They got sued. They hired a, I guess they hired like a fact a checker. Like <laughs> Olivia Pope or yeah, something. Yeah, someone like that. Um, so I'm curious to know, will Jen Gunter stay silent or will she actually say that Coop did a good thing? I don't know. But I also, the other thing I liked about this was, um, I thought about Jen Gunter too, of course, reading this as I think about her every day. But um, I also thought that this article in particular was an interesting take on it so it wasn't just saying you know it wasn't just the scientist so you know they're all interviews this is an interview with a woman a doctor who has a um an organization called vaccinate your family and they're talking about the adult children of anti-vaxxers and how they're rebelling against that and going and getting vaccinated as adults or in their early like you know late teens early 20s like right when they're able to and they're they're not happy with the choices that their parents made which is even not for goop an interesting angle to take on this story that i haven't heard before i mean just like from like a magazine point of view i've never really thought about the adult children of anti-vaxxers and what they what they're doing now because they are you know young adults they're coming i mean this this original conspiracy theory uh article that um claimed that mmr vaccine causes autism was published in 1998 so yeah these kids that came of age uh, yeah, they're in that first in generation they're, they're, they're early older. 20s and then also talked about i mean i guess i i knew this a little bit but i didn't really know the the details about herd immunity that basically for most of these diseases you need to have like above a 90 percent um vaccination rate amongst the general population to make them effective at all and if right. you go below that then anyone could sort of get these diseases even if they have been vaccinated right and that's a really important point and i think a lot of people miss that when they're making the argument about not vaccinating their children that it's not just about your child it's about every child and um people don't yeah i think like that they talked about herd immunity in this is kind of crazy because it's like a very it's just not the anti-vax people or people who want to have a conversation about vaccines almost never talk about this well and i think too like in the last couple years there's been a lot of news stories about you know measles outbreaks yeah i mean i think that they're finally it's like oh this isn't a good idea yeah people are finally seeing what the consequences are of not vaccinating your children um and i i don't i mean i imagine in like gwyneth's circles maybe 10 years ago or something in like the sort of ritzy santa monica schools there were a percentage of moms that would be anti-vax and i think at least in like educated circles i think that has gone pretty down i think now it's more i mean who knows it just seems like it's not like a a thing that you would say publicly anymore uh yeah i don't i I think it's pretty much gone it's pretty much but i also think they made another point that is like really beneficial for their readers who i assume are like a lot of people like affluent parents um that you you know you have to have your vaccines to go to a public school you don't have to for private schools like private schools can make their own rules Mm. and i bet you a lot of goop readers have kids who go to private schools so i think for them to be aware of like what are the regulations in my school about my kid being vaccinated and their classmates being vaccinated is like they need to know that and like do you want to expose your children to this and you, you should know what the rules are. I mean, I'm sure they do because they get forms and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah, like that. I think that will be the way that it will change in private schools is parents uh, being very clear to the schools that like everyone needs to be vaccinated. Um, yeah. And put pressure and on the administration I was at- of these private schools. Yeah. And I learned something else in this article that made me happy, which was that California is one of the few states that doesn't allow an exemption for religious beliefs in public schools. Oh, wow. Like you have to be vaccinated to go to public school, which I'm, I think is the right thing to do yeah yeah because it, it yeah it doesn't only affect your children and it affects everyone's children yeah um and, and the elderly and, yeah. and the infirmed and people with cancer and people undergoing chemotherapy anyone with a weakened immune system it's it's a violent thing to do i think to not yeah, vaccinate your kids it's it but i don't think people mean to be violent but it has it can have really really serious consequences um well thank you to goop for thank you goop bringing a light to this serious issue <laughs> uh 15 years after everyone else did yeah and like after being very quiet about it for a very yeah. long time and giving a platform to people who are very speculative of vaccines but still this is good good step in the right good direction. job uh what was your worst 
the sweet potato breakfast. God, we're the same wow. this week. Yeah. I mean, look, did I read it? No. But did I do a Whole30? Yes. So I've read enough sweet potato breakfast recipes to know what's in it. And I don't, I don't care to walk down that road anymore. And I'm going to tell you this. If you give me a sweet potato for breakfast, you're going to have sweet potato in your face because I'm going to throw it at you. I don't want that shit. Uh, this was insane. The Like, if you like sweet potatoes, fine. I'm sort of whatever. Like, I'll whatever. have a sweet potato. I don't really love it. I'll take really it. I'll it. leave it. I yeah. would rather have a regular potato any day of the week. The thing that really galled me about this was this was an article about like forever, like all the goop readers, you know, busy mom on the run who needs to get their kids breakfast. And then they give you these recipes for sweet potatoes that take 45 it minutes to lo- an hour to roast a sweet potato. It takes a long time to roast a sweet potato. So, so it just, it doesn't make any sense. The thing, the one good thing that sweet potatoes have going for them is you open your oven, you put your sweet potato inside your oven, you do whatever the fuck you want, forget about it. And whenever you get back to it, it'll be done. Yes. Yeah, so That's I, what, it's like for when you want to eat later. But yeah, like the, the article starts... It was 7.30 a.m. We were famished. And the only produce in the goop kitchen... So this is at work, I guess. The goop kitchen was sweet potatoes. That's weird that they would only have sweet potatoes in the goop kitchen. But then... Not really. I mean, who knows what they were getting up to. (laughs) So, but I guess if you're already stuck at work and you're... I mean, if you're that famished, are you going to wait an hour to eat breakfast? It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, there isn't a Starbucks? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there must be. I mean, they can't, they don't have an assistant that they can be like, go get me a grain bowl or something. Yeah, I, this is crazy. And like, again, I don't mind sweet potatoes. (laughs) I like to imagine them all like, we're so So hungry. hungry. It's 7.30 in the morning, which like, I've never been hungry at 7.30 in the morning Yeah, what time did they get to work? And also, yeah, they're so hungry. So they're just like crowded around the oven, just like pacing, waiting for these sweet potatoes. Or like, had they been there all night, like drinking or something? (laughs) And like, it's like. (laughs) This is their like, they're like bad girl Like Del Taco. Oh my God. So, and then they have all these horrible ideas to put on the sweet potatoes, like the one that was the grossest is called the Mexicali version, uh-huh, which uh-huh. Um, puts black beans, avocado, and pickled jalapenos on. So just like get a breakfast burrito. Sorry. I know. Like a nice breakfast burrito would be so good at 730 in the morning if you were hungry. Yeah. Another one was tzatziki and pickled and fresh vegetables. Um, there was one with ginger, tamari, and sesame. And, that sounds like the grossest one to me. And one with tomato and pepper stew. Wait, what? So the ginger, tamari, and sesame is like you just put what? Fresh ginger, grated, powdered, pickled. What kind of ginger are you putting on it? I have no idea. And then tamari and se- like that's just. Yeah, because the only ones I actually have recipes for are the Mexicali one and then the the one with the um, the the tzatziki with pickled vegetables, but they don't actually have a recipe for the ginger tamari one. So you're mm. on your own if you want that. Well, cause it doesn't make sense. Am I grating ginger onto it? Am I putting maybe ginger before it goes in the oven or maybe you're mixing the ginger and the tamari and the sesame into like a sauce and then putting it on at the end. Oh, that's probably, that's probably it. what it is, which again, like it just, to me, it just doesn't sound like it would stand up to a sweet potato is my only problem. Like there's a lot of sweet potato and that's going to be a thin sauce. I think, Sweet potatoes are good as a side dish with some good butter, some good flaky sea salt, and maybe a little bit of like maple syrup or something. Yeah, they're good in a casserole with a lot of butter and marshmallows on top. But for, I mean, it's just sad. I don't know. It's like, ugh, it's gross. And it takes too long. It's crazy. And also, like, I don't believe that sweet potatoes are as good for you as everybody acts like they are. I think it's for people, yeah, for people that are not having grains or like regular potatoes and they need some sort of carbohydrate and they they just get tricked. It's It's like the best thing you can have if you're on basically a whole 30. Um, Oh, very sad. Yeah. Very depressing. Don't Mm -hmm. do it. Uh, What was your craziest? Oh, my craziest was, and I don't even really know. I mean, I was just sort of like grasping at straws for craziest because I didn't think it was too, anything was too crazy, but... In the article that was like this, another one of these articles where it's just a list of all their favorite things. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was this meal delivery service, kind of like Saqqara, but for babies. Oh, I saw that. And it's called Yummy. And so they were like trying to fill a niche where they were like, well, you know, everybody already has a delivery service for their little kids and there's a, del- for their like infants or whatever. But when this is for the, for a child that's just starting to eat solid food mm. 
and needs finger food. Okay. But so you don't have to give them chicken nuggets. You give them like. Oh, it was like my, my nephew is this age. He's. Yeah. He, he's like a toddler. Yeah. Like, so instead of giving them like that, it's like they give them like delivered like chickpea like meatballs or some shit which i just just something i made up yeah. but like i which i guess is called a falafel <laughs> <laughs> but whatever like they give them they just like make like finger food for kids because you know obviously anything that you would buy from a store would be insanely unhealthy and like you don't have time to like cut a carrot mm-hmm. into small pieces or and like who knows if they're gonna eat a vegetable at that age well i mean they could eat or not eat literally anything who knows yeah. but like I mean, when I worked for a two-year-old, I would just give him, like, a lot of blueberries. I think okay. blueberries is, like, kind of a perfect finger food for little kids. It's weird. Like, it just in my own experience being an uncle, like, uh, my nephew, when he was just starting to eat solid food, he would eat pretty much anything. And now he's so picky. Always picky. Yeah, like, he used to eat oranges all the time. He hates oranges. He won't eat anything green, like, bas- oh. basically any vegetable strawberries or sometimes and then i'm obviously like a bad influence so i'll just like buy him french fries oh yummy uh and he'll eat those oh yeah everyone um, will eat french fries i just think i don't and i didn't see how much it costs but i just assume it's like prohibitively expensive oh, sure. and a waste of money yeah because this one it's like trying it's like little making healthy things into little hors d'oeuvres like little single bite things which is like you literally could well, you're going to have to do that with anything anyway. Like, you're yeah. going to have to cut all the food into small pieces. So, I just... The only thing is that it's, like, cut up into little pieces. I don't get it. And it seems like a bad strategy to to only focus on this very limited it's age like, group. It's like, you know, this you're going to be using this for, like, six months to a year. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. It's very specific. But I Maybe guess if you're a parent on the go... Who just came back from vaccinating your kid. Yeah, who just was like, oh, And they're shit. having a terrible reaction and they might have autism. Yeah, and then uh, you give them like, yeah. I mean, like this picture of like the food on the plate does not look like something a child would eat. It's like a big like overgrown carrot, a few like large cherry tomatoes. <laughs> I don't even understand the picture. I don't understand it. Weird. What's yours? Uh, mine was, and I was, um, I was ready to skip this one because uh, I get stressed out, as we all know. You read the money thing. I read the money one, and it's my craziest. Really? So this lady is a queer progressive wealth manager. Finally, who wants to finally make wealth management an intersexual or in, intersexual intersectional <laughs> like uh thing for progressive values what a phony so i mean i didn't read it but no okay so her name is georgia lee hussey which is a great name that's a really funny name Uh, is this real she lives she lives in portland oregon she has sort of like a mohawk mixed with like one of those white supremacist haircuts wait because this sounds like a drag queen character yeah sort of and so i my, my cousins live in portland and i so i go there occasionally and like i feel like she this is a good job for someone in portland like this makes sense there's a million of these type of people there they're all very insane where it's like you're super rich but you're super yeah. pro- progressive so th- too and you can't square those two things this is it's actually <laughs> impossible this is her origin story it was the mid-2000s in portland oregon georgia lee hussey was a few years out of college was writing essays and novels doing performance art and she generally had her hands in all kinds of stuff she was struggling financially um, and wanted what she'd never had growing up, stability. So she did something radical. She bought a house. Wait, what? <laughs> so I know when I'm financially struggling, I what buy I a house. do is buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> what a radical move. <laughs> so then, then it says she couldn't, then she decided she couldn't afford it afterwards. So then she sold the house and then got money for that and then became a wealth manager. Um, what? So, so how do you do that? I have how no do you pull idea. that I don't, scam? I don't yeah, I don't know that her definition of struggling financially and our definition of struggling financially are the same thing. Um, Hussey did a few more radical things. She sold her house, went back to school, and became a financial planner. Wait, went back to school? So, <laughs> so she got her like MBA. She's yeah. rich. Yes. Um, she found a job at a huge brokerage firm. <laughs> okay. That was almost uniformly straight, white, and male. And then her quote was, I was like, what the Beep. question mark what the beep she just says what the and then there's an ellipses and a question mark 
Um, and that's the creation story behind Hussey's progressive wealth management firm, Modernist Financial. Fuck you. Um, so she talks about money stories, um, which are the conceptual framework that undergrid all of our financial decision making. To me, it's a truly intersectional concept because money stories are really about our cultural background, our gender background, and the stories from our family. Um, she talks about the discovery process is really about building self-awareness. Uh, you can also do some journaling and reflection exercises, which is what we did at the in Goop Health Workshop. So she's in the Goop family. Okay, she, she's she, in the family. Yeah, <laughs> um, she went to the New York one. Maybe she'll be at the LA one too. Um, and she talks about something called financial therapy, which is a burgeoning field. Um, and then she talks about uh, generational, I guess, anxiety about finances. So she says, uh, you find out you could have a family member who is particularly conservative and frugal. Then you find out that their parents were in the depression. Well, yeah, like all like all of our grandparents were in the depression. Everyone who like, was, if you lived in America in the 30s, you were in the depression. So yeah, it's not, it's crazy. Um, yeah, it's not some like light bulb going off being like, oh my God, you, your parents were in the depression. That's why you're crazy about money. Like every, everyone dealt with it. Yeah, I mean, everyone has, like, some sort of, like, generational trauma. Um, and then, yeah, then she talks about Goop Health and women's relationship with money. Uh, and then it, it, it in parentheses, it says, the majority of the people at the summit seemed to identify as female. So there's no proof it was of the just, gender breakdown. It just seemed that way. It seemed that most of the people at Goop Health identified wow. as female. Wow, wow. Um, so I have to hand it to her. Like, this is a brilliant scam in Portland to be a progressive wealth manager. Yeah. I mean, I bet you my cousins are going to her. I mean, I feel like all of these people, I feel like every, like, rich West Coast person who wants to pretend to be progressive but, like, probably voted for Trump for financial <laughs> reasons and, like, is now a Republican, like, needs someone like this to, like, help them feel better about themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like... I mean, what a wild story. Uh, I mean, I just think it's like such a load of bullshit. It's like, why can't you just go to a... Re it's like, just admit what you are and go to the... Go to like fucking Merrill Lynch or whatever. Yeah, like you're... what like Also, because she talks about intersectionality and whatever, like touting your progressive values. But she didn't actually say like, oh, my clients will give, you know, a certain percentage of their wealth to charity. No, or, and it's, just like, it's not about that. And it's not about <laughs> even about she doesn't talk about like investments or making sure that like you're invested in like any company or whatever that has like any type of whatever belief that you also hold. There's nothing about any type of ethics. It's just about what that she was a woman and felt weird at yeah she was a queer woman who felt weird at the wealth management company after i mean she got her mba or whatever so then she decided to so it's like what queer women can go to her and feel comfortable because they yeah. don't have to which go is to true a... like I, yeah i get it but um oh she also talks about how if you're like super frugal and like good with money that's actually based in fear um, because of the fear of there never being enough the fear of spending too much money so she um, says, uh, do, do, do. oh, how can we walk the middle path, I guess, between saving and spending? Uh -huh. um, how can we define for ourselves what is enough or what enough is so that we can then define what plenty is and then we can make the choices in that space? What? Then she says, it is about believing in plenty, believing in enough. And that's the end of the um, interview. Well, I guess that's good because... I think that like rich people do need to understand that like sometimes enough is enough and you need to be more generous, yeah, but I don't know if that's what she's talking about. Um, so if you guys live in the Portland area and have um, questions about your wealth, you know who to, who to call Georgia, this lady, Georgia Lee. Hussey. She looks scary in that. Picture. She looks very serious. Um, she is holding, she has, like I said, her hairdo is actually sort of a cool hairdo. Um, and like wire or horn rimmed glasses. And then she's holding up a piece of paper that says money stories, which is, I guess, what she wrote. Is that her book? Yeah. And then she's drinking like one of those, either like an almond milk or one of those waters that come in a box. A box water or possibly a coconut milk oh, or possibly, coconut water. Yeah. Something in that 
family. Yeah, or a boxed wine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come in those two. Uh, she's like, by the way, yeah. I'm also a raging alcoholic. I'm a raging alcoholic, and I have this on my desk at all times. Oh, God, yeah, I know when I was doing a lot of um, performance art and essay writing in the mid-2000s, and I got frustrated with my life path. Um, yeah. I bought a house and it really made me feel better. Yeah. And that's what secured my wealth. Buying a house in the mid 2000s. In Portland, that which was... is going to be worth like 10 times. What it, I mean, lucky. You were very lucky. You bought Very lucky. Oh, or anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. In the mid 2000s, that was like the middle of the housing bubble. Oh, well, I guess. But like, I feel like in Portland, if you bought even then at the height of the bubble, it would still be worth more now. Probably. Well, mm-hmm. I think everything is, if you still have it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, good for her. Congratulations. Uh, what would you try? Oh, you know, I just sort of... Really, my try and my buy were the same. So I just sort of picked one that I didn't understand just to, for a little bit of variety. It's from the same piece as my craziest. Mm-hmm. And it's this app called the House app. <laughs> it's H-O-U-Z-Z. Okay. Like, it's like house. <laughs> and it's for like people who are remodeling their house. Um, and you can like use it to like buy all these different and like browse all these different like cool, uh, tiles and like shit, you know, like for, and I guess like some people use it to like communicate with their contractors, which I don't have a contractor and I don't have a house, but I do love thinking about having a house and decorating houses and that's what I would use it for. I wonder how, like, what the percentage of contractors that are, like, app literate that would want to... I mean, I guess maybe in L.A. or something. But it seems like... I mean, maybe I'm just generalizing about contractors, but they seem sort of like like an old-school group of people. Yeah, but I don't... I have no idea. Um, But that's cool. You can, like... So you can basically, like, take pictures of your house and then put different tiles on it and make it see what it looks like. there's 18 million photos and all these home professionals waiting to help, and then you can, like, go shopping on it, too. So I think it's just, like, basically, like... You look at like you get like inspiration and you can like go shopping while you're browsing and you can like connect with like whatever like people you need to like work on your house on it too. It's like sort of an all-in-one app to help you redecorate your house. Oh, man. To be able to have the money and the time to just think First, about you've redecorating. Move to Portland, yep. go meet with that lady. Well, take a time machine to the mid 2000s. Buy a house, yeah, sell the so house, nice. then go and get your MBA <laughs> and then then you'll be wealthy. Yep. Why see the only thing is like why can't she just start with being like I am rich. <laughs> I was born rich and I'm going to die rich. Let me just tell you about what I do for fun to, you know, to make myself more rich. <laughs> to while away the hours while I'm sitting on my generational wealth. Exactly. Uh, she must, she obviously was born, right? Well, she, she had, like, she I, bought a house. I, I she was under- like, she was f- b- bouncing around, writing essays and doing performance <laughs> art. And then she bought a house. What the fuck? I, I what does that mean? I don't know any, I don't know. Literally. I think I know one person that I was friends with in my twenties that bought a house. Yeah. And we were all, I would say, pretty privileged. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, like, we were fairly privileged. I yeah. grew up, yeah. And, like, no one has a house. No. And we're in our 30s. Oh, you were deep into our 30s. Yeah, deep 30s. The only people I know who have houses now who bought a house, like, got lucky and, like, are starring in their own TV or, show. Or, like, if they really got rich from, like, t- But I guess we did choose this path. Yeah, that's of, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, if we chose a path to get our MBAs, and move to Portland and get a cool haircut, then we could have, have a house. We'd have a house. Actually, my cousin has a house and she lives in Portland, but she's not like super rich. She just like. Yeah. And Portland is still pretty cheap. She like works like a job job and her husband works yeah. a job job and they're just like work or um, regular people. Because yeah, my, my Portland cousin was actually working in real estate for a little while and I would see her listings and there'd be like four bedroom houses in Portland for like $300,000. That's insane. Ugh. We chose... We chose the life we chose. And yeah, you know whatever. what? I love it. Me too. Um, I would try. Oh, so they're doing the very first Goop Escape. What? Which is like, I guess, a va- it's like Escape a, from Goop Mountain. <laughs> it's like a vacation with just Goop people that you can go to. Oh, my God. And the first one is. Is it, it like a cruise? Well, it's, it's on the I land. Guess, someone. Okay. Someone pitched them a Goop cruise and they were like, it's too tacky. Yeah. And then they came up with this idea. It's Goop Escape. It's um, going to be at the new Blackberry Mountain Spa oh. in the Great Smoky Mountains. So Ooh. this is what I would try. So 
if you've driven across this great country of ours, I have several times. Uh, the Great Smoky Mountains are, I think, top three most beautiful areas of the country. Uh, Where is like Tennessee? The, the the Eastern Tennessee, Western North Carolina. Okay, never been there. Um, I it is so beautiful. It is it's like like a misty forest. Mm. Um. And also Dollywood's right there. So it's like oh you get God. sort of the best of both worlds. You get yeah. nature, you get Dollywood, you get Nature any, and nurture. Yeah. Any like big tacky chain restaurant you want because all the people that go to Dollywood. Heaven. And then you can get like real barbecue. You, It's close to Asheville, North Carolina, which is like a very hipster town. Or you could just be in the woods and hike. It really truly has everything. Let's go. And now Goop is ruining it by... Um, having a vacation. By having a vacation there. So like LA and New York people are actually going to discover it and then it won't be like it was. Um, but I guess there was like a fancy spa called, uh, Blackberry farm. And then I guess the mountain across from the farm was like for sale. So then they bought the mountain and now they have Blackberry mountain and Blackberry farm. Oh my God. And, um, so it's just like this eco farm spa thing where I don't know, it's like yoga classes and stuff and like really good food. Um, and if you sign up for, oh, you just email them at escapes at goop.com. And then they say there's a few spots left. They don't have any prices listed. Um, who knows? Oh, it's April 25th to 28th. So it's just like a long weekend. Um, but if you guys want to get away, uh, please do this and tell us about it. Because I'm tell very jealous. Tell us everything about it. I want to go so bad. I want to go back. Like, it is. I can't even. I mean, if you guys have been there, you know. But it is so gorgeous. And like for someone who loves rustic nature and tacky theme parks, it's truly the only place that's like that yeah i love both of those things i love and what you could go to like what like a chili's and outback stuff like that you can go on a beautiful hike in the morning drive to dollywood go see a bunch of bald eagles in a cage yeah ride um like a disgusting roller coaster okay see a weird country music show and then go across the street to like an all-you-can-eat buffet for 8.99 yeah and then and then drive back to blackberry mountain at night and 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 stay in a five-star hotel oh my god and that's also a spot and then yeah. go to Asheville for culture and then go to Asheville have some cool craft beers um fuck a guy with a beard is that where like is that supposed to be haunted mm, I mean I everything know. in the south Probably, is kind of haunted yeah. but I there's somewhere that was like a, there's like a spooky town out there somewhere I don't know if I know like Savannah Georgia is supposed to be really spooky I th- Savannah's supposed to be spooky yeah. but there's like a lesser known one okay. that I know it maybe it, is it may be Asheville um, but yeah, Asheville is, I get, yeah, it's like, uh, it's the biggest city, like right around there. Um, and so like, I actually have friends that live in close to Pigeon Forge in Tennessee and, um, they have to drive like two hours to Asheville to go to Whole Foods. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like Brian's they have a house. family. They have to drive really, they have to go to like Ruston yeah, yeah, yeah. for Whole Foods. Um, but great. they, ha- but they don't live. Their city just doesn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we can't afford to do this. There's probably no spots left. Um, they didn't we'll really, never be able to yeah, afford but, anything like this. Oh man. It would be heaven. And just to be there with all these insane people, even oh, though it would be amazing. Just uh, for, and a weekend is like the perfect amount of time. Yeah, I want a Gwyneth Dolly crossover. Me too. They actually probably have a lot in common. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I feel like Gwyneth is like a country singer at heart. Oh, she is. Well, duets. I mean, obviously, or country strong. Right. Or, yeah. Right. Country yeah. strong. That's what I meant. <laughs> um, but I feel like she's definitely got that like in her soul. Yep. Her lily white soul. Uh, so wait, you already said your bye? No, my no, bye wait, was my big bye? finale. Yeah. So Jean's hair article. Oh, yeah. About frizzy hair. It was so good because this is what I have. First of all, last night I had a dream, a nightmare that I went bald. <laughs> and I had a dream that I caught my reflection in the mirror. And it was like I had like all these huge bald spots. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, my God. And you were with me. And I was like, Brian, I'm bald. And you were like, yeah, you've always been like that. And I was like, what? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, have you seen these bald spots before? And he was like, I've noticed. You were like, I've noticed them sometimes. And I was like, tell me exactly when. And you were like, stop being so vain. <laughs> like just I was like appalled like all of a sudden I had these bald spots and um I think it was because right before I went to bed I read this hair article and I have a lot of anxiety about my hair because my hair is very frizzy it's very coarse it's very thick but it doesn't 
always look like it's going to be thick. It's very complicated and it's very hard to deal with. But these frizz things. So there was a brush that cost like $200 or something, but it was like a paddle brush, which Mm -hmm. I don't currently use. I'm getting one of those. And then it was like these two hair products, like leave-in conditioner, which I have to use on my hair. And, um, like some fucking other thing that costs like 40 bucks. And I was like, I want to just go and buy these two products and a paddle brush. And I think that's going to solve me, solve my hair problems. Uh, I hope it does. Thank you. I mean, not that I, I don't see any problems looking at your hair. You do see, not have any ball spots. Oh my God. That's so much I nicer than you. my dream yeah. last night. Are you, are, were you watching um, the act? Yes. I've oh, also been watching yeah, the act, which why. like, I love the act I, so I've only much. watched one episode so far. It was a, I like it. It's a little slow. Is yeah. it? Does it pick up? I would say that I thought it was kind of slow, but I'm like so interested in the story. Yeah, I kept yeah. watching, and episode five was like one of the most amazing things I've ever okay. seen. It gets I'll keep watching so it. good. Yeah. Um, I would buy. Oh, so there was an article called "A Seven Step Clean Beauty Routine for Clear Skin," which is like we've seen all these seven step, ten step, twelve step, whatever. But I have like. I usually don't have an issue with zits and stuff, um, but I broke out a little bit last week, and I realized I don't have any products to deal with this at my house. Yeah. Like, I haven't had, like, Clearasil since I was a teenager. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need, like, an adult thing mm-hmm. to help me if I... Also, like, I had a zit on my neck, mm. and immediately I thought I had cancer, because it was like, that's just what I assume. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But now it's um, it's getting better, so I... Guys, I think I'm going to be okay. Congratulations. Uh, but next time that happens, they have two suggestions for um, like blemish uh, solutions or whatever. So one of them is from Tata Harper. It's called the Clarifying Spot Solution. Yeah. It's $35, which that's is pretty, pretty cheap, cheap for, for her. Oh my God. Yeah. That's it's really, I wonder how small that bottle it's, is. Yeah. It's probably just like microscopic. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is called the Mighty Patch. Huh. which is only $13 and it wow. comes with 36 patches wow. and they look like little band-aids that must have stuff in them. And then I guess you just put them on your zit overnight. Oh, I need that. Cause I break out. Um, yeah. And yeah. So this one is $13 at goop. They must sell it at like whole foods or something. So I'm going to try to, f- I want to find, find it. it and get it Me too. Um, because yeah, when I had this, um, zit slash tumor, yeah, <laughs> uh, I was looking at my medicine cabinet and I was like, Neosporin? I was like, what do I even put on it? I do Neosporin yeah. if I get a zit because I think like it's an infection. Yeah, that's it, what it seems like. It works, but I think you could always find something that works something, better. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to try one or both of these <laughs> or buy them buy <laughs> yeah. them and try them. Yeah. Uh, guys, we're going a little long today. That's okay. Um, if you like our podcast... Go to Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, Please. give us a review. Yes. If you really like our podcast, go to our Patreon. Yeah. Um, we now have two different levels on our Patreon uh, for as little as $1 a month. Yeah. Um, you can get our weekly newsletters that right. Abby and I write um, about all of the non-goop stuff that we're interested in every yeah. month, which is really fun. We love it. Um, you'll get a brand new newsletter, just like Gwyneth used to do back From in our the kitchen days. table. Yep. Just the things that she's into. It's like Gwyneth's odds and ends or whatever. <laughs> it's our odds and ends. So yeah, it's our odds and ends. Uh, as little as $1 a month. If you want to do $5 a month, you get that. Plus you get um, extra bonus podcasts every month yeah. about uh, goop field trips we go to or recipes we try. Yeah. Um, our April ones will be coming out soon. So that's at patreon.com slash goop yourself. Um, and yeah. Thank you guys for listening as always. Thank you. We love you. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 